Welcome to The Bright Side, a podcast where we will help you to get a better perspective on your life. Each week, we tackle a story from the public life, something from our own private lives, and then we go out into nature, we breathe, we tell stories, and we try to cut our anxieties down to size to get some perspective in order to live healthier, happier lives. I'm Tamsin Omond, an activist, author, actor, and often anxious human being. And I'm Sachi Lloyd, a multi-award winning author and public speaker. This week in Public Lives, we're going to talk about Donald Trump. How do we stop ourselves from feeling anxious, scared, angry, freaking out entirely about the new president of the United States of America? I've got to say, Sachi, this week has been hard. Mm, You've been trumped. I've been trumped. Thanks, Sachi. I'm glad you can bring your own wave of humour to this situation. Yeah, I've been... been How do you feel? trumped. I feel... Be specific, please. uh, I feel... Like I like he's he's got his big heel on my chest and he's um, pushing the wind out of me. Uh, ooh. Yeah, I feel really heartbroken and I feel angry. Uh, I feel furious about the, mm, the way that mm. him and his little male friends are mm. are taking away all of our hard won rights. Mm, um, mm. It's uh, yeah. Well, I'm with you. I have to. Say, I've been. Uh, I've been dreaming about him a bit, really. Yeah, I know. <laughs> At least you're like, you controlled your, your waking mind. Right? He slipped into my subconscious. Oh God, I hope he doesn't start doing that to me, Sachi. <laughs> He's opened the door of my subconscious with his tiny hands. Um, I know, look, we're going, to, we're going to talk about this. We're going to, because, you know what? We cannot live in this state of anger and anxiety about someone. Uh, so we're going to talk about some things to do with this. But for me, the first thing I have to do is, is kind of, I have to make jokes or I have to cut some things down to size. And, oh, um, humor. Yes, and um, I can't find that much left about him, but but um, but his family is endlessly <laughs> fascinating to me. I watched them. The first thing, and, and this is, uh, and it's like, it must be a slightly odd thing, but this runs through my mind all the mm. time. I think, well, it can't be all that bad if his children are all still talking to him. But it's probably awful, isn't it? I think it's all for the money, darling. Do you? They don't want to be cut out of his massive uh, empire. Do you? Slash now complete power hold of everything. Do you think? Uh, do you think it's like Balmoral at Christmas with everyone <laughs> smiling <laughs> yes. through gritted teeth? Oh, in, their, in their separate gold armchairs. Yeah. Or they've just been. <laughs> oh gosh, horrifying. <laughs> I mean, they're his children. He's brought them up. He's had complete control over their education mm. and, and, and their names. <laughs> you know what? The, the two who really fascinate me are, uh, well, Donald Trump Jr. and Eric Trump. You know, Eric Trump freaks me out a bit because um, Donald's always married to supermodels. And how's Eric come out so weirdly? He's just not a good-looking guy. And he also has that... That slick back. He looks like he's like. Can you make me look like sixty-seven, <laughs> like I've sold cars my whole life in Milwaukee? And you know, uh, it's the thing. You know, those two they go big game hunting. I know in the middle Ooh. even of the last uh, in the election campaign in a really bad week for Trump, they went big game hunting. Wow. How does that call go? You know, hey, Don- Donald Trump Jr. You want. It's getting oh, a bit. Hey, Eric. It's getting a bit tough out here. Want to go and shoot a big leopard? <laughs> sure. Let me get on my, on my gold helicopter. And let's. How does that work? How do you have children, who grow up who want to shoot leopards? It's not good, is it? It's not. It's not encouraging. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that it's encouraging. 
Oh, I was trying to lighten things up by thinking about um, potential chat-up lines for Ivanka Trump. Whoa, you've just gone a whole... Oh, I thought I was doing quite well, but you've gone right in there. Um, Hang on, where's the, where, what's the occasion? <laughs> the occasion. I don't know what would bring me to Ivanka Trump, like or what would bring to, to her four by four. <laughs> what would bring her to you? What would bring her to Let's me? say you're in a cocktail bar. Ooh. The piano's tinkling. What would you? She's do? at the bar. Yeah. What's she uh, drink? Uh, oh, what's she, what she drinking? White Russian. Probably a dry martini. Yeah, something drink? classy like that. Classy. I think she probably has quite classy taste. Do you think she orders it in the Scottish accent? Can I have something classy? <laughs> Does she have a Scottish accent? You gave Manca? her one. You gave a an accent. Was it? Ah, <laughs> yes. uh, must what? improve my accent. What I want is Harvey Wallbanger. Do you think she talks like that? <laughs> so, um, because she's Christian, one. I was looking up um, Orthodox Catholic pickup lines, and I came across. She's, she's Jewish. No way. Yeah. I hate it when you reveal gaping holes in my general <laughs> knowledge. She um, converted for Jared. No. Yes. Way. Who is the living dead? Wow. That that there's man a, is the living dead. There's a living dead quality about all of the Thank Trumps. Thank you. Actually. You know, maybe yes. if we made them into the monsters or something. Yeah, yeah. Or the Adams family. Yes. Do, 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 do. Or zombies rise again. Yeah, that's not as funny. <laughs> no, it's not as funny. All right. Um, Jared Kushner would be hanged. <laughs> you know what my favourite pickup line has always been, but I've never had the opportunity to use it. Hang on, let's let's go back into we're at the cocktail bar. Oh, tinkle yeah. tangle. I'll have a blood. I'll have a bloody Mary. Oh, uh, hi, Ivanka. Hello. <laughs> Who are you then? I'm Tamsin. Hello, Tamsin. And is that a um? <laughs> is that a ladder? Oh, I can't say it. Is that a ladder on your tights or a stairway to heaven, Ivanka? Oh, flipping it, Ivanka. <laughs> Security. So yeah, I mean, one thing we can do is we can lighten what? it up a little bit. Wait a minute. I want to segue out of this. Can we? <laughs> no, no, we're not segueing it. I'm, I'm doing a trip. Just pre-chat up line. You couldn't even get her face. Her face is quite living deadish. They all are. Now that I've said that, yes, I'm a little bit yeah. concerned that they've actually been sent. Do you think David Icke is like, they're like lizards? But they're like embalmed lizards. It's really true. Uh, they're not human. They're not human. That's not going to help us That's in our quest not... to humanise everybody to decide they're not human. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the people that voted for them are human. Yeah. And that's probably where we need to go back. Go back to humanising the rest of the population so that we can the feel trumps. a little bit better about everything. Okay, let me try another tech. Yeah, I'll try another one. Yeah, try, try. Okay, I'm gonna go a bit. I'm gonna go a bit tough, love. You okay. ready? Okay. So, you're angry with him, right? Yeah. Yes. So, how about this projection? Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of our anger is motivated by a desire not to experience guilt. Anger is a secondary emotion, not a primary emotion. Mm-hmm. And, you know, beyond guilt, it's obviously the distressing emotions of hurt and, uh, and fear. I have those okay. in abundance at yeah, the moment. Yeah, but it's, it's kind of, it's anger, right? Yeah. Now, I have to say, why have we let things get so bad that someone like Donald Trump can get in? You know, and I know you're angry with all those people for putting him in, but, but you know, a succession of Democrats who should have known better, who should have been for the people, have just routinely left let down and marginalised 
and allowed all those jobs, you know, in, in, within forces of globalisation, have let that happen generation after mm. generation, which has also happened in Brexit. Yeah. Can I just... I'm not saying that's... I'm just saying that's an argument, but look, there, there, there is that argument. What do you say? Are you a bit complicit in that? You didn't vote for Brexit because, you, you know, you were fine. You were having a middle-class, lovely yeah. life at work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, am I complicit in the rise of Donald Trump and do I feel guilty about that? No, no. Is that partly your angers because you won't accept, you know, but you're trying to mask that guilt, really? <laughs> on top of Donald Trump, I have to self-flagellate yes. about yes. my role in bringing him in. Yes. Yeah, probably. Right. Like, it would, I mean, I think we've all just sat kind of comfortable yes. in this, like, late neoliberal, post-capitalism kind of world. Yeah. Like, I, I win from the benefits of this society. Thank you. And, uh, you know, I say I want change. Like, yeah. what do I actually want to change? Yeah. And how, how much do I do Thank to change you. those things? But you know what I think about this? Yes. Is... At least, I, you know, it's kind of pushed things to the fore. Like, yeah. I can't sit back comfortable in my privileged position yeah. anymore. I have to open my eyes and see what's going on on that yeah. side of the Atlantic and also here in terms of the politics. And, you know, like last last week, there was that massive women's march. Yeah. Which was You enormous. went on that, didn't you? And I went on that. And yeah. it, was, it just felt like, you know what? I could have asked pe- those people five years ago, yeah. what do you think about politics? Yes. And they would have gone, oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And now yeah. I would say, what do you think about politics? And they mm. would have, we all have really strong opinions yeah. about Donald Trump, Brexit, yeah. the, the forces of evil yes. <laughs> out there. Uh, 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 what did I tell you about anger and projecting onto others? Thank you. The forces of... Yes. Frustration and fear. Thank you. There you go. A little does bit more complex. Yeah, it does actually feel better. It does, right? Yeah, no, that does feel better. Yes. Yeah. Humanising. Yes. Now, uh, uh, one of my favourite um, uh, things is this, this primatologist called Franz de Waal, uh, who's been studying chimpanzee behaviour for many, many years. He's great. And he talks about conflict and resolution. And, uh, that, you know, those two things are very, very big in the, <laughs> in the chimpanzee community. Uh, but resolution is vital, absolutely vital, when there's been conflict. So we have to... You know, we can't stay in our camps. We have to move beyond because you have to reconcile society, which is not easy to do. Mm. But these are kind of first stages. So let's go to that because yeah. let, let's, you know, how do you get political when they're all a bloody nightmare and you don't want to mm. anywhere? How, how, how do you get started? I mean, I think there's something like, look look for the kind of thing that you want to do. Right. You know, not everybody wants to knock on doors for yes. a political party yeah. or, or something like that. But I mean... What really bothers you? Yes. Does the refugee crisis bother right. you? Then do a Google search about helping migrants in your area or right. about housing refugees or about right. packaging food parcels. Right. You know, there are a lot of organisations out there that, that need volunteers. Right. So I think How do you find a volunteer? What, what do you do to do it? I've tried to volunteer at Christmas. Actually, uh, I do know how to do this. I've, it's, like, yes, it's volunteer.org and you go there. <laughs> And, and they've got loads of things. No, there's a one called the Londonist, I think. And you mm. go on and they've got loads of volunteering opportunities in Europe. But let's say you don't even want... Let's say you want to... You know, some of these things, it's like with exercise. Uh, don't start big. Yeah. Start... And don't feel bad for not doing everything. Yeah. Start with something. Yeah. Go... This after, Go and give blood. Go and... Um, what are, like, tiny things yeah, you can you know, do? Yeah, you know, this is like a kindness thing. The yes. idea that kindness isn't something that you just either have or yes. you don't have, but it's yeah. something that you work at. And I guess in a society where, you know, everything's getting so small and little and yeah. we're not really looking out for each other yeah. and we're feeling selfish and scared, yeah. kindness is the the, yeah. the, the, the value or the yeah. something that we need to be exercising. Yeah. Um, 
you said a nice thing, which is altruism is a muscle. Okay. And I really agree with that. I think, you know, you've got to give it a go. And then you right. get that good feeling yeah. of having done a nice thing yeah. and having someone smile at you or whatever. Yeah. So I think, yeah, you can start in your neighbourhood. You can, yeah. you know, there's... I, we we you know we need to the, the left needs to represent kindness yes. in the same way that the right represents fear yeah because they're kind of two solutions to right. the same situation right. yeah um, nice <laughs> I'm so glad I got to sit on my political <laughs> rant box but, but, but I also think that that um, you, you know there's a thing where um, language blocks fear so, so it, there's this thing of of um, uh, so. There's a famous experiment, mm. right? So they have two different groups of people. They both watch the same, you know, horrifying five-minute, like, you know, slasher movie thing. One group goes in um, and has to sit quietly by themselves and just, th- you know, not to talk. And the other group gets to write about it or talk about it. Mm. And then they come back together and, and the language group, the ones that are allowed to talk and express and da-da-da, that, that fear is really, really reduced. Yeah. And the ones who stay inside their heads and the images. So I think we have to come together yeah. to talk about things, but come together consciously of like as active citizens yeah. because voting is not the be all and end all. It's not you know, that's just one expression of things. But that voting sits on top of years of neglect of citizenship. Yeah. So and I think it's very important to feel it's a bit like that Weight Watchers thing, oh there's no point, I've got four and a half stone to lose. You know, there's no point starting. You've got to start somewhere. You've got to start somewhere. Nice. Do you feel better? I actually feel a lot better. I feel oh, better. Man, that's really great. Thank <laughs> oh, God for this podcast. I mean, this is one thing that we're doing about it. Right. Getting together, yes. chewing the fat, yeah. working out solutions. We're like amazing. <sighs> All right, and now we come to private lives. What are we going to talk about this week? Oh, this week's actually, um, you know what? I would really love <laughs> so the, the benefit of some of your peace and the wisdom because, you know that women's march that we were talking about briefly back in public life? I do. <laughs> um, I was on that march and I, at the end of the march, I bumped into somebody that I always bump into at these events, these kind of important events, these milestones in my <laughs> life. I bumped into the, the, the love of my life, my ex. And um, bumping into her <laughs> made the whole of the rest of the march march completely mm. irrelevant. Suddenly it just limited my focus. I zoomed in and I thought, oh God, what have I lost? Mm. And since then I've been in a bit of, um, a, apart from the Trump-induced hole, I'm also in a, oh, kind of sorrow and nostalgia and fear that, that this thing that I used to have is the only thing that I should have and how can I get it back? And, uh, you know... That kind of stuff. <sighs> Just like to say, it's it's quite tough being you. Oh, I know. Thank you. It's okay. Uh, can we refer to this? Uh, uh, you know, we're not going to use names. Oh, I do know the person you're talking about. Can mm. we refer to her as Lady X? Lady X. <laughs> we can do that. Yeah. <laughs> also, we've known each other quite a long time, and I've I've seen you repeatedly return to this waterhole, either in actuality or mostly. <laughs> in the confines of your own sweet mind mm, yep. many a time it's <laughs> true such and I have to say it's never done you any good Ooh, it, is, it is not doing you any good and it will never do you I any good I think I will defend this waterhole to the death go Latin my life, but fine yeah it's, oh, it's off when you ah uh, oh, you meet someone mm. 
you know, you bump into it's like sliding doors, isn't it? You're like it just opens up for a second that that um that what, what if what if yeah. uh it's a killer. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also all your all that forebrain stuff, good intentions and everything, it all just goes back to the lizard brain, doesn't it? I want to hold you and slither all over you. And I want you to want to slither all over me. I've got to stop doing that voice today. Uh, please do. It's really creepy. It's, it was funny, but now it's, that we're talking no. about my love life, it's a little bit hurtful. It's, it's the Ivanka voice. <laughs> Get Ivanka mm. out of this section. You know what? Um, nostalgia. This is nostalgia. Yeah, it's nostalgia. Pure, um, pure nostalgia. I mean... Rose-tinted specks. Yeah, I know. You know, this is the thing we fetishise about once, what made us happy. And you'll you dream again that it'll fulfil the same needs. Mm. But you know what? Uh, the interesting thing is, if you if you neglect to understand that things change and you change, mm. and you long for, you know, what you had in the past, even though you know that's been hard, but you long for that thing, but then you forget that you've changed and it yeah. probably doesn't even fit anyway. Yeah, yeah. And I have changed. And I'm really happy about the ways that I've changed. Mm. Oh, but there. Yeah. It's a bigger thing about nostalgia. It's it's like, you know, it, it's like the idea that creativity peaked with the clangers or wagon wheels used to be bigger, or, you know, that that that's, um, you know, they make remakes of Superman. You know, we can't make anything uh, better than that. And it it's like mm. things were better when you were a kid. Things were better before. Yeah. Because it's like a, a kind of weird waxworky. I've got two things going on in this podcast. One is embalming, and the other is raspy, right. raspy northern voices. Excuse me, readers. I don't know why. You know why? Because my um, my girlfriend just had a baby yesterday, and um, I'm very, very excited. But it's it's probably brought my um, my voice, your range, my your vocal range, range is my limited range. to northern <laughs> and southern. <laughs> Um, Congratulations for your baby, by hey, the way. Thank you very Amazing. much. Yes. Amazing. You know, my uh, private life, little concern with my ex-girlfriend, and at the same time, you've got a one-day-year-old daughter upstairs. I know, I know, right? Oh. Oh, I'm just really amazed by you, Sachi Lloyd. You are extraordinary. Not only do you have a newborn baby upstairs, yes. you have, you know, overcome the bleak sorrow of Mr. Trump uh, yes. with a little bit of humour that you've got in there. And, um, and, you know, like things aren't so bad. <laughs> there seems to be a bright side. But have you found time this week, amongst no, all those things, yeah. to, to, to record a nature walk for our listeners? I have, I have. You're and it's coming up. But just at times, things are that bad. But, um, you know, it was just at the birth of my little baby daughter yesterday, and life is life. And, uh, you, you know, you, you get one shot at it. And you've got to... Um, you know, when you're at those big moments like birth and, and deaths and things like that, you realise, you know, it all, it does, it's a cliche, but it all does fall into perspective a bit. Mm. And it's like, if you don't like it, how it looks now, or what we've become, or how divisions have happened, then uh, honestly, it's kind of, you've got your part to play. Mm. And you've got, we've got to grab life by the balls. That's what I've got to say, Tams. You know why I'm talking like that? It's because I've just watched, this is me preparing for the birth, I just watched back-to-back uh, Dolly Parton's um, Coat of Many Colours and then the Dolly Parton family Christmas special. Fantastic. You are ready to be a mother for another child. <laughs> what was great was because we were a bit worried about the second baby coming on they had like ten babies. Yeah. And, and uh, the more the merrier. So I was like, it's fine. I was like, let's have another one. And I was like, you can stop watching that now. Anyway, I'm now ready to go on a nature walk. 
Okay. Ha. <laughs> so uh, yes, following on from the uh, uh, the baby. Uh, so um, I just want to talk uh, about. Um, it only sounds like a little thing, but uh, about this sort of about the energy signature we give out and being alive in the moment. Uh, and I'm going to talk a little bit about magpies. So uh, the other day I walked out of my house, you know, in the usual way, you know what it's like, you know, uh, c uh, coat and scarf and hat and thinking about everything I had to do and making my way to the central line. And I slammed the front door hard and a pair of uh, magpies phoom, uh, shot off the roof just above me. They were alarming, you know, the way magpies do. And I sort of stopped dead in my tracks and I looked at them and I thought, oh, I've done that, you know, I, I, I've scared them. Uh, I, I kind of sent out an energy pulse. Um, you know, and those birds would then alarm other birds and other birds, and it's the ripples, you know, come out from the energy. And, um, you know, the, this thing about the energy of life, and my signature this morning was rush and haste and impatience. And I stopped, you know, it, and I took a breath, and I thought, if I'm doing that to two magpies, what am I doing to myself and others all the time? You know, it's this lack of thought about how you are and, you know, how you act. It was really a moment. I just, 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 I just noticed myself. Is that what my, I want my signature to be? Um, and you know, like uh, my son there, who's only three, um, we often go out to, to feed the crows and the magpies uh, in the woods near me. And they, they know me because I'm out there most days. Uh, but they're very wary of me. And, um, uh, you know, I mean... We get close, but not super close. Lola, who's, who's this little flipping bulldog, basset cross thing, she races at them, <laughs> this full bulldog charge. And they don't care. They wait to the last possible second, and they sort of lazily flap their wings and rise in front of her. And they, they kind of tease her. My son, uh, when he goes out and he takes a handful of peanuts out to throw, they just all gather around him, and he's... His movements are way jerkier than mine. He flings his arms out, he stamps his feet, he shouts, and they're like, yeah, whatever, you know. See, it's it's quite interesting. Like, what's the difference between his energy signature and mine? Mm. And how do the birds know that? And what's going on? You know, what's his energetic profile? And when you think about it, it's, you know, like, like the baby, you know, it's like innocent and sweet, and they're just directly living in the moment. Um, and then why is mine not like that? And when did that happen? You know, I mean, maybe this uh, this little nature talks more about my questions on things. And um, so this morning, you know, I forced myself to stop. Uh, I, I went out to the shops this morning. And I tried something, and I I wonder maybe you'd like to try it sometime. So I, I I took a long moment after I shut the door quietly to feel my body. You know, I, I really focused on my feet on the ground, I looked around for the sun, you know, and, and just orientated myself for a second, like, what direction am I facing? And when I set off, uh, and this is just a walk to the shops, <laughs> this is nothing fancy, I tried a different style of walking, not the modern urban way, head down, walking on the balls of your feet, you know, your arms pumping. Instead, I slowed down and I lifted my head up. You know, try it yourself, try walking like how you normally do, see how fast it is. See how it feels? There you are staring at your flipping trainers. Lift your head up. Instead of stomping your, you know, forward, soften your knees. Let your feet drop to the ground. The weight more at the back. That's the way indigenous people walk. Hunter gatherers walk like that. Because they need the heads up to be looking around. Think about your energy and where it's directed. And then start to get yourself feel smooth and flowing. 
and just feel it in your body. What's it? What's happening? Is it different? Walk around the block, walk to the car, the tube shop, feels a difference in yourself. And what I notice is suddenly you start seeing loads of things. Look up and you open your eyes uh, and you start to connect and, and look around. And this is the point of my nature walks, is, is I don't want nature to be some canyon, you know, in Africa somewhere, or, you know, some some huge experience, whitewater rafting. It's it's how we're meant to be. We're nature smart as human beings. It's how we survived for hundreds of thousands of years is by being connected. We're neurobiologically set up and it's what makes us really healthy. And you see in modern life, all this disconnect and the alienation of the loneliness, huge rights, um, rise in the rates of depression and anxiety. I think it's massively to do with disconnection. You know, and you were saying this, you know, and you're everyone plugged in. Mm. And so it's it, this isn't some, you know, she-she, fancy kind of new-agey thing that I'm trying to explore here. I'm just trying to go back to, to what we've been doing successfully for so long. Anyway, the end of this is, you know, I came around the corner uh, and uh, there was a magpie <laughs> sitting on a, on a fence post. And, and bam, you know, because I came around quite quietly and gently, you know, with this kind of mood. And he was really staring at me. And it's quite a thing to be stared at by a magpie because they're, they're really smart. They're, they're scoundrels, really. And didn't mind me. He just fixed me with his cheeky eye and he gave out his tick 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 call. But he didn't fly away. And there he was. And there I was. You know, a wild thing and a tame one, perfectly alive in the moment. And it was just a moment and I'm still glowing from it now. And it's just a lovely thing. Hey, now listen. I'm going to tell you two things about magpies, which are great stories. Just two tiny things to end. And um, so, do you know, you know, there's the, there's the big thing, one for sorrow, two for joy. And the origin of that, actually, is a Celtic thing. And it was meant to be, if you see one by itself, that means it'll be bad weather. And if you see two or more, it'll be good weather. So that was the origin of that. But you know you're supposed to say, if you see one magpie by themselves, you, uh, you have to take your hat off. And if you don't have a hat off, you have to take your metaphorical hat off. And you have to say, good morning, Mr. Magpie. How are all, how's Mrs. Magpie and all the little magpies? Um, and they're amazing. They're amazing birds. And they're really intelligent and they're proud and they're conceited and territorial and dominant to extreme. They're kind of like us in bird form. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're, you know, they're, they're quite full on, but their emotions are given freely to to all they you know to their families. They have funerals for each other. They're highly social, and uh, they say every magpie is a fairy within its soul, and this fairy uh, directs and guides the magpie's action. And if you resonate with a magpie, he'll protect you and lead you to the discovery of many magical mysteries. And when you believe anything is possible, imagine having such a thing around you. Just, he's in every street, every roof, every park. He's right there. Magic is right on our doorstep. If only we have the eyes to see. So everybody, look up. That's just brilliant, Sarge. <laughs> Thank you so much for your natural walk. And I think, love it that you're asking questions. I mean, I think that's, that's what we have to do with all of these things. Yeah. What kind of people do we want to be? Yeah. Great. One magpie at a time, dude. Brilliant. Well, please tune in yes. next week and click subscribe, like yes. us, share us yeah. and comment. Let us yeah. know what bits you liked, what you didn't like. Yeah. And please tune in again next week to The Bright Side. Yes, sir.